Awesome. Well, hello, everybody. I am Sally Wagner, and welcome to the High Frequency Mindset Podcast. I'm so happy you're joining us today. And I am also very happy to introduce you to my guest, Christy Ruffino. Christy, welcome. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, Sally. This is going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, let me tell people a little bit about you, okay? Yeah. So Christy is a serial entrepreneur, podcast host, and best-selling author of 14 books. She has been featured on Inc.com, WGN Radio, and The Morning Blend on NBC TV. She has built three six-figure businesses, has studied under a long list of business icons, and has over three decades of business experience, helping over 3,000 women increase their business revenue through clarity, collaboration, and increased visibility. All this experience has come together in a way that now serves her clients at the highest level. As a profitize your purpose coach, I love that. We'll talk about that. Christy guides entrepreneurs through her process to harness the power of story and community to build their brand, attract more clients, and enjoy a profitable, purpose-driven business. Christy, thank you again for being here today. Well, thanks for inviting me, Sally. So I would love to hear about your profitize your business methodology. That sounds amazing. Yeah, well, so do you want me to just kind of share, like dive right into that? It, yeah, uh, but you know, maybe before you do that, uh, kind of give us an overview of your story, your journey, and how you got to that point. Because I think that hearing the story is going to be very important for listeners. Yeah, and honestly, I, I totally agree because um, story is very powerful, and I'm going to hopefully be able to touch on that a little bit, but um, we all have different stories and different journeys, and um, the thing about our journeys is we want to share that so other people can kind of learn from us, um, and my story wasn't a clear path to where I am, in, I am now, which is pretty, you know, common with most people, right? Lots of mistakes and things that they try and maybe don't try and regret not trying. Um, but I was um, in a job years ago, so about well, 20 years ago, um, in the mortgage industry. I was blessed to get that after my divorce. And I loved my job. I loved the people I worked with. Um, but it, there was a time when the industry was changing. And I knew I didn't want to stay in it. I, there was some testing I had to be, they had to be done. I had to get certified and I was just feeling a lot of resistance to it. Um, I knew the stuff I could have, I could have went through it and been fine, but for some reason it wasn't sitting well. I wasn't sleeping and, uh, you know, I was just, again, resistant. And so I, I made a really, really difficult decision to quit my job. Now, I was a single parent at that time, and I wasn't getting child support, and I was really, like, I didn't know how to pay my bills coming forward. I had no clue, but I just knew that staying in that job wasn't in alignment with what I was created to do, and so I went on a journey. I went on a journey to figure out what my purpose was and what I would could do that could, you know serve my family, but also serve me. Um, and so that's kind of how it all started. The, the journey after that was, 
long. Like I said, that was 20 years ago. And uh, I tried so many different things and have had a lot of great successes. Um, but what has come of that is it's allowed me to just learn so many things that not only that I learned through trial and error, but learned by paying a lot of very high powered teachers out there and very skilled, knowledgeable teachers. Um, but now I've kind of taken all of that information and culminated it into a process that really is powerful for my clients. Yeah, I, I love what you said about, you know, finding something that would serve your family and also serve you. And uh, to, to make that step out probably in faith, because, you know, you said you didn't know <laughs> how things were going to work out. You didn't know how you, you were going to pay your bills. And yet I, I think it's that start that stops so many people because of the fear. And so was, what was that like when you made that decision? Well, so I am naturally tend to be more of a risk taker. Um, and it's gotten even stronger throughout the years. But at that point, I can say that that was probably one of the most scariest decisions I've ever, I ever really made. And I had a ton of regret afterwards. You know, once I quit, there was no going back. Um, I remember sitting down in my boss's office and just crying, crying. Just, I, I, I loved my job, but I knew I had to leave. I just felt it within my gut that I had to find something else. Um, but then after that, you know, I had many, many sleepless nights, many, uh, many anxiety filled moments of trying to figure out how to make it all work. And then of course I had a, most of my friends and family tell me I was crazy uh, because being an entrepreneur is difficult. And if you don't have that mindset, it, it you know, the people that, are from comfortable with security and a, a paycheck and, you know, making sure that they know, even though, you know, corporate jobs aren't really that secure anymore, but those types of jobs do bring certain in the moment security. And so I have a lot of people in my life that are at that time that were of that mindset. And so not only did I have my own kind of regret that I made the wrong decisions, but they were telling me the same thing. And so I felt more of a failure. Um, but yes, that's when faith came in to play. And I just knew deep down that God had a better plan for me, or I wouldn't say better, but well, yeah, better for me um, than crunching numbers in the mortgage industry. Yeah. So I went on a journey and, you know, it really became about serving women. So mm -hmm. Um, in many ways, it's evolved a lot, but um, yeah, it was a very, 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 very difficult time. I have journals. I keep journals and I have so many journals during that season um, because it was very, a very traumatic time for me. Yeah, it, it can be. And that transition from employee to entrepreneur can be very difficult. In fact, we have a mutual acquaintance who kind of focuses on that to guide women through that process because it is very different. And, and it, you know, once you make that decision, it's not all rainbows and lollipops, right? It's, it is those sleepless nights and that anxiety and the regret and, and the second guessing, gosh, did I make the right decision? And, and yet, you know, hearing your story, 
and experiencing myself, seeing other people do it. it I think that's a normal part of the process. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's and, that expanding and contracting. I had somebody reach out to me two days ago because they were, they're in the middle of some really difficult um challenging times in their entrepreneurial journey and uh, you know it's it is hard we have very difficult seasons but then the good parts are so good I remember the first time you know I had one of my clients reach out to me and and send me this really long letter how I really made a big impact in her life and and kind of initiated her to create some major change that she just really loved that is what made it all worth it so, you know, it's the high, it's the best roller coaster ride you'll ever be on. It's scary, is. but exhilarating and fun. But yet, watch out, put your hair in a ponytail because it's going to get knotted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and as you say, those kinds of rewards, I mean, that really confirms and affirms the decision that you made. Yes. That you're walking that path in your purpose. Yes. And, you know, speaking of faith, I've found over and over again that many times when I felt that I was at the end of my rope, that is the exact time that those little moments would happen that kept me going. Yeah. You know, somebody reaching out to me or, you know, a click on my phone that money came in or, you know, somebody having a success story, seeing them on social media, doing something great, you know, those things seem to happen at the right time to keep me motivated. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Um, so tell us about your protocol. I, I, I think it sounds fascinating. So I'm very excited to hear about it. Okay. Yeah. So um, as I said earlier, I feel that if we are able to follow our footsteps, our, our, our purpose and take the path that we were created to take, um, the right people, the right resources, the right opportunities come to us at the right time because the reason is right. And so many of the women that I work with spent the majority of their life helping other people accomplish their dreams. And they came to a time where they realized now it's their turn, right? They want to follow their dreams. They want to do something that they feel is meaningful for them. And so I have, you know, like the, one of my four foundational pillars of making this process all come together is um, one, embracing your story. And I think the biggest Uh, misconception about story is that people want to hear our story and people don't want to hear our story they want to hear our story and see themselves in our journey yes and that is a huge shift for us to be able to make Um, we we I mean I mean I've talked to so many women that want to write a whole book about their life but yet they haven't really even identified who they're writing it for And so if you can't identify who you're writing your story for, how can you provide value to the person that really needs to hear it? Um, Because we've gone through something in our life that has positioned us perfectly to teach other people. Even if we don't have a degree, we have a life degree. Um, But we have to know who who that person is. Who is the one that is like up 
at night, like maybe last night, that was up all night worrying about something specifically that you can help them with. And so if we learn how to share our story in many ways in our business, um, that is focused on you being the guide for them, you being the person that helps them write their next best story. Um, that is like step one. That is one of the, the key foundational pillars of um, how the Profitize Your Purpose system works. Um, and so then the next thing is you've got to be able to pursue your purpose. And sometimes it's really hard to figure out what that looks like. Because I know when I went through a divorce and we had, when I was married, we had a successful business. Uh, but now I had to go figure out my path. And I did so many different things. I worked with a um, a business coach, a career coach. I read a million books. I had no idea. You know, I was 38 and what do I want to do when I grew up, right? You know, it was, I was faced with that moment um, or that decision of what you, I wanted to do. And I think many people have that. Many women especially have that yeah. because they've focused on serving, like I said earlier, their family's dreams and helping them accomplish their dreams. That's, that's um, so true. I mean, I uh, do a, a lot of speaking on, uh, you know, regret to resilience and those regrets and, and they are universal. You know, Bonnie Ware has written on the regrets of the dying, the top five regrets, and, and other people have written on the type, top five regrets of mid-career professionals and they're very similar, very similar. Uh, and ex exactly what you said, you know, that we're busy living uh, expectations and dreams and goals of other people, serving other people, and we're not doing it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is so true. Um, and you hear people say that if you do what you love, the money will follow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some truth to that, right? We don't want to be doing something we don't love. But it's not really all about money as well. Um, I mean, I love riding motorcycles, but I know that's not something I'm going to ever make money at. Sure. But there are things that you can do on a career path that will bring you money. So you just have to have the right support to help you figure that out. Yes. Yes. Um, and so that's the next step is to be able to increase your impact. And so, so many entrepreneurs go down a path because they have a specific skill and they're good at that skill, but they're not good at running a business or they're not good at running a scalable business. And that's what we need to do is we need to make sure that when we create our business plan for what our entrepreneurial journey is going to look like, that we don't create it that in a way that we're stuck working one-on-one -on -one with clients forever. Now, of course, you have to start that way, especially in a new business, because that's going to really help you identify your ideal client, make sure you know how to serve them. But you want to get to a point where you're able to kind of pivot to that one-to-many model and do it in a way that um, you're not constantly launching, right? We don't want to keep launching a new product. And it's a lot of work to go in that continual launch phase. And so if you have an open enrollment program um, that is perfect for your clients, uh, generally they call it an, an evergreen program, then what that does is it makes your business building efforts easier and simpler because no matter when you come across somebody that 
somebody that needs your help, you're able to get them plugged into your, your program right away. So there's a lot of other different steps of being able to increase your impact. Um, it's, you know, I think the bottom line is if we're going to take a journey from, we were just talking before we hit the record button from, um, I'm going to be going to Florida soon. And if I want to get to Florida correctly, I need to know the right path to get there. Yes. Um, otherwise I'm just going to be driving aimlessly. And so having the right person to help you with that process, I think is really the key because um, I know I spend a lot of time trying to figure things out on my own because that's kind of my nature. I want to figure it out. I want to create it, build it, you know, just make it come together. Um, but then I also knew there were things that I had to hire a coach for. So um, increasing your impact is uh, the third key of the, the process of being able to profit, profitize your purpose. Perfect. And you said there are four? There are four. Okay. Um, and so the last one is being able to cash in on your connections. In 20, 2003, I started a women's networking organization. And I was in the mortgage industry at that point. And I knew I needed to get leads because I was doing in the sales capacity um, with the company. And I'm an introvert. So networking was a horrible, horrible horrible <laughs> uh, thought for me like oh I did it and I hated it and it was I was stressed and it was not a good thing and so I heard about a leads group and in a leads group it's about creating strategic partnerships and so I love leads groups I think they're great but they're not always great for every business especially if you are able to work with people um, everywhere, you know, like now we're so many of the, the, our entrepreneurial businesses, we can work with people globally. Mm -hmm. And so creating strategic partnerships that will allow you to kind of extend your sales force is key, whether it's a referral group or a joint venture group. I mean, there are a lot of different ways that you can label them, but the bottom line is just being able to create strategic partnerships that are ongoing where you're mutually supporting each other you're invested in each other's success and now you're able to kind of have you have more power because you've got more people out there supporting you being a salesperson for you being a mentor for you being a coach being an ac accountability partner um, and so when you're able to have that team it allows you to be able to get more done make more money and serve more people I love it. All yeah. of those are just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and it, when they come into alignment, it you know, I think you just kind of step into the growth and the business that you want. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are the, the four pillars of my epic program, my epic, um, you know, the kind of like the foundation of my how I serve people. So yeah yeah and and the purpose part of it is just so important because it uh it, i i know we both uh, run across a lot of people who are at that point they're like what what is it you know right. uh, why am i here um I, yeah. and am i enough uh, those kinds of things i think are are going to that question that we have and uh in your story which is an incredible journey 
you listened to those signals that you were getting, you know, and, and you followed, right? Um, I did. <laughs> a, a lot of people don't. <laughs> right. And, and we keep getting the signals and they keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger until we finally listen. So, <laughs> And many of the women that I work with are very, very, very successful. Like they have very successful careers. Yeah. So it wasn't, in, it's not like they're a stay-at-home mom forever. They've done great things, mm -hmm. but they're in the midlife portion of their, you know, of their journey. And they realize that although they made great money, they don't really feel that deep fulfillment that they really are longing for. Yeah. So. It, it, I, I call it successfully discontent. Yeah. Oh, you know, when, when it, it, it looks good on paper and it doesn't feel so good inside because because right. we've been living out the dreams and the expectations of other people, perhaps, you oh. know, I mean, I experienced that. I'm sure we've all experienced it at some point in some way. Right. And um, it, it feels, um, doesn't feel so good. Right. <laughs> right. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with supporting other people and their no. dreams as long as you're not putting yours on a shelf. Right. You have to make sure that your dream is just as important as theirs. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the key, right? Yeah. Um, that, that you're living your own purpose and you're the star of your own show rather than the supporting actor in, in your own life. Um, yeah. And you know what I found with my story and I'm sure with what you do, you run across this a lot is that I was very happy supporting other people because that allowed me to stay safe Yes. And not address my own fears. Yes. And, and a lot of the other things that were going through my head. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I think sometimes our, our, the way we pour into other people, although it is so great, sometimes it becomes a crutch yes. that basically eventually we can't walk because we've, we've had that crutch for so long. Our legs are so weak and we can't yeah. do it on our own. And so Right. Uh, Got to be able to address that first, too, because otherwise that's going to keep holding us back. Right. It's it, and I think it is common, as you said, you know, we do see it a lot. And and it's um, it's admirable that we want to give and support. And it can also be a distraction from ourselves. And um, when it becomes uh, something that you have to do rather than you're choosing to do. Um, that's, that's where the issue can be, you know, cause it's, yeah. um, you, because you, without that, people don't know who they are anymore. Yeah. So let me ask a question to the audience who out there is right now playing the someday one day game, thinking that someday one day it's going to be my time. And you make these excuses why now is not right. But you know what? We may not have tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I think I would just love, even if one person listening right now plants their stake in the ground and say, now is the time. Tomorrow isn't going to come. Someday may never come. One day is now. And just take that first step of being able to figure that out and move forward in a direction that Feel, fulfills you and that you believe you were created to move in. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, Russell Brand says we are 
we are all in recovery to recover the person we're intended to be. Ooh, so I love we, that. I know as, as we go through that process, you know, we're really, it's, I, I refer to it as the infinite onion where we're peeling off those layers to recover and discover who we really are. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, one last question. Um, and we kind of chatted about this before. So uh, in, in my coaching, you know, there are common principles that I typically talk about because they really encapsulate a lot of important concepts. And it's MSG, mindset, skill set, get off your asset. Um, and a lot of people talk about law of attraction and other principles. So what is a principle, uh, perhaps a guiding principle for you or something that you have discovered in your journey that you see in your life, in your business that you think would be instructive and very helpful for other people? So I think one of the things that I wish I would have known years ago um, it, I wish I would have embraced my story. I feel that I didn't give myself credit for the things I did. I, I beat myself up about the things that I didn't do or that I did wrong. And when we're able to own our story, own our past, own the good and the bad and the ugly, and just really embrace it, what happens is we're able to write the next best chapter of our book. And I work with so many women. I know Sally, you, and so there's a lot of women that I help them identify their signature story so they can use it as their big message in the world. And I've been doing that for eight years. And what I've seen so many times is, yes, these women have a book when they're done. They're Amazon bestselling authors. Some of their uh, stories have been featured on Inc. Magazine, all these different things that are so great are pale in comparison to the person they become on the other side of the journey with me. And so I think that's a big thing is just all about owning our story, um, really kind of just embracing it so we can step into our next best story. I love that. That's so powerful and so true. Yeah. So uh, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, well, um, so I have, I have three websites. Well, many more than that, actually. But if they go to christyrafino.com, um, in my spare time, I, I'm a graphic designer. So I love working on my websites. Um, <laughs> but christyrafino.com, if you go to the footer of that site, you can link to all of the other sites. Uh, mm -hmm. Our Women's Network, the Overcoming Mediocrity Project, where we help women embrace their stories. There's a publishing link as well as an anthology link because anthologies have becoming more and more popular. It's a great way to get a lot of exposure for your brand. And now we're producing those for our clients too, so they can add that and offer that to their clients. So there's a lot of different ways that me and my team can support people, but they just have to go to christyrafino.com. Perfect. Well, yeah. I will certainly share your information in the show notes so that people can get in touch with you. Wonderful. I appreciate that, Sally. Yes. Well, thank you again. I have loved our conversation as always. Yes, me too.
Me yes. too. And thank you everyone who tuned in and we will see you next time on High Frequency Mindset. Bye everybody. Goodbye.